0: You are listening to the Historic Mysteries podcast with your hosts, Kim and Jim. Historic Mysteries provides captivating discussions on archaeology, history, and unexplained mysteries. This podcast is part of historicmysteries.com, your source for unexplained mysteries and cool history. Between 1986 and 1989, the Colonial Parkway thoroughfare in Virginia, usually a tranquil and scenic area in the U.S., served as a serial killer's hunting grounds. Each incident involved the murder of two people, couples who were in their vehicles on the side of the road. Six people were confirmed dead, and another couple remains missing but was presumed murdered. The Colonial Parkway is a 22-mile-long thoroughfare that intersects three points of the historic Triangle of Virginia, Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Known for idyllic scenery and historical monuments, Colonial Parkway makes for awesome sightseeing. During the daytime hours, driving through Colonial Parkway is an enjoyable, effortless experience, but the route can be much more daunting by night. Long stretches of the parkway are devoid of street lamps or road lights, making harrowing trekking for an inexperienced driver. Sometimes young lovers park along these secluded stretches of road, isolated and shrouded in darkness. On October 12, 1986, a jogger spotted a white Honda Civic sitting on the riverbank at the Cheatham Annex Overlook in Williamsburg, Virginia. The vehicle had veered off the beaten path and into thick, dense shrubbery, only a few feet from a 15-foot drop into the York River. The jogger assumed that a drunk driver might have accidentally swerved there. He called the authorities, who discovered that it wasn't a drunk driver at all. Inside, they found the dead bodies of 21-year-old Rebecca Dowski and 27-year-old Kathy Thomas. They had been missing for three days. Kathy Thomas was a U.S. Naval Academy graduate, and Rebecca Dowski was a student at the University of William and Mary. They were romantically involved. Kathy's body lay in the hatchback while Rebecca's body was in the back seat. Very little blood was found in the vehicle, indicating that the murder occurred somewhere else. An autopsy report showed that both Dowski and Thomas suffered strangulation had been bound with rope and had their throats slit. The killer attempted to incinerate the bodies and vehicle with gasoline, but failed to do so. The scene became immediately labeled as a double homicide, but since there was no evidence of sexual assault and nothing had been stolen from the victims, law enforcement struggled to determine the motive. It wasn't for another 11 months that the Colonial Parkway killer would strike again. On September 21, 1987, a patrolling officer discovered a black Ford Ranger on the bank of the James River in Virginia. The particular area was notable as a lover's lane, so it was common to find parked cars on the roadside. However, when the officer came upon the truck, both doors were open, the driver's window was partially down, the engine was running, the radio was playing, and the windshield wipers were running. There was a wallet on the dashboard, but no one was inside, only a neat pile of folded clothes, including men's and women's underwear. The vehicle belonged to David Knobling, a salesman from Virginia. Two days later, on September 23rd, a jogger uncovered what he believed to be a bundle of clothes washed up on the embankment of the James River. Upon closer inspection, he found it was the body of a young girl that had washed ashore with the tide. Law enforcement identified the body as 14-year-old Robin Edwards. Around 100 feet away, police found the body of 20-year-old David Knobling, also washed up on the riverbank. Someone had shot Robin in the head execution style. While David suffered a similar fate, there were additional gunshot wounds to his shoulder. Both bodies were partially clothed. Edwards was found with her jeans unfastened and her bra around her neck. Despite Robin being underage and David having a pregnant girlfriend, the two were believed to have been romantically involved. The circumstances were similar to the double homicide the previous year, and police quickly linked the two crimes. But due to the lack of evidence and leads, the trail went cold. Around seven months later, on April 10, 1988, two students from Christopher Newport University vanished. Richard Call was 20 years old and Cassandra Haley was 18. They were on their first date that evening, but neither returned home. The following day, Richard's red Toyota Celica was found near the York River Overlook along the Colonial Parkway. Call's driver's side door was open and his wallet was inside the car along with Cassandra's purse. Investigators found two piles of clothes and some of their personal belongings. Police later confirmed that it was the same clothing Richard and Cassandra wore the night they disappeared. Police dogs tracked the two students sent to the York River shore, but both of them are missing to this day. The most prevalent theory is that their bodies washed away with the tide, However, some investigators are reluctant to attribute Richard and Cassandra's disappearances to the Colonial Parkway Killer. On September 5, 1989, another young Virginia duo, 21-year-old Daniel Lauer and his brother's girlfriend, 18-year-old Anna Maria Phelps, disappeared. By now, authorities quickly linked the previous murders, especially as Phelps and Lauer match the profiles of other recent victims. Within 24 hours, transportation officials discovered Daniel's Chevy Nova abandoned at the I-65 New Kent rest stop. Oddly, the car faced the opposite direction of Daniel's destination of Virginia Beach. Both driver and passenger side doors were unlocked, with the keys still in the ignition. Even stranger was that the police found dirt and grass stains on the vehicle's underside, suggesting the car recently drove through the woods. Investigators found this suspicious since Daniel had no reason to veer off the I-64 into any grassy areas. The most prominent theory was that someone other than Daniel drove the vehicle and abandoned it in its current spot. For six weeks, Daniel and Anna Maria's whereabouts was a mystery. But on October 19, 1989, two hunters came across their skeletal remains off Interstate 64, between Richmond and Williamsburg, around two miles from the dump site of Daniel's car. An electric blanket taken from Daniel's vehicle covered the decomposed bodies. Due to the level of decomposition in both bodies, medical examiners couldn't determine a cause of death for either victim. However, Anna Maria suffered multiple stab wounds to her abdomen, which may have been what killed her. Police assume Daniel died similarly. Some experts suggest that two women who were murdered years later are the killer's last victims. Lolly Winans and Julianne Williams, a couple from Virginia, vanished in late May 1996. Their disappearance occurred seven years after the last known Colonial Parkway murder. The couple ventured into Shenandoah National Park on a camping trip and were last seen alive by a park ranger on May 24th. On June 1st, another park ranger found the bodies of Lolly and Julianne. Both of them had their throats slit to the point of near decapitation. The women were restrained with duct tape, gagged, and undressed. Lolly lay dead in their tent. Park rangers found Julie Williams with her sleeping bag about 30 feet away near an embankment. In the summer of 2010, some of the victim's family members commissioned a private detective named Stephen Spingola to look into the parkway case. Spingola, a former Milwaukee homicide detective, had an excellent reputation for solving difficult murder cases throughout his career. After his retirement, he became an investigative journalist. Spingola's research yielded some interesting conclusions. His first and most significant finding concluded that multiple people committed the Colonial Parkway killings. He believed the first double murder of Kathleen Thomas and Rebecca Dowski was a hate crime, carried out by someone with a prejudice against lesbian couples. Additionally, Spingola stated that the Nobling Edwards and Lauer Phillips murders might have resulted from a robbery attempt gone wrong. He also believed that the person who committed the Thomas and Dowski homicides was also responsible for the 1996 murders of Lolly Winans and Julianne Williams. With no leads to pursue, the Colonial Parkway murders case stalled throughout the 90s and early 2000s. But in 2010, the investigation reignited thanks to a newly discovered piece of evidence. In the apartment of Anna Maria Phelps, family members discovered a note written by Phelps in the days before her death. The memo, allegedly handled back in 1989 but dismissed as unimportant, revealed that Phelps planned on meeting someone at a rest stop along the I-64. The note revealed the meeting's date and time and that the person would be driving a blue van. Turkey hunters found the bodies of Anna Marie Phelps and Daniel Lauer, around one mile away from the destination mentioned in the note. The complexity of the Colonial Parkway killings made it difficult for police to create a profile of the offender in order to narrow down suspects. The causes of death included strangulation, gunshot, and stabbings. There was no evidence of burglary or sexual assault in any of the cases the killer possibly drove his victim's vehicles away from the murder sites. The only pattern was that all the incidents involved couples along the same 30-mile stretch of road. However, authorities did identify several suspects. In 1997, Darrell Rice became a potential suspect in the Winans-Williams case. 29-year-old Rice had a violent past police had arrested him for attempted vehicular homicide after he tried to abduct a Virginia woman. Inside his vehicle, police found hand and leg restraints, both of which had been present at the Winans-Williams crime the previous year. Rice's history and his outspoken obsession with pornography made him a good candidate for the Colonial Parkway murders. Also, Rice had been in the Shenandoah National Park the same week as Winans and Williams in 1996. While only having circumstantial evidence to go on, police charged Rice with the murder of Winans and Williams in 2002. At the same time, he was serving his prison sentence for the failed abduction and attempted homicide. However, none of the physical evidence found on Winans or Williams matched Rice in any way. In 2004, Rice received an acquittal for the murder charges. The FBI also eliminated him as a suspect in the Colonial Parkway killings. In 2009, a former sheriff's deputy named Fred Atwell indicated that the FBI considered him a suspect in the Colonial Parkway murders. Atwell worked as a deputy sheriff for Gloucester County Police during the Parkway murders. He became a whistleblower regarding the FBI's lax approach to the investigation. A photographer from the FBI Norfolk Field Office leaked photos of Parkway crime scenes to a security company as an instruction aide. Atwell kicked up a storm about this severe incident. When Atwell took this issue to the media, the FBI reinvigorated the investigation into the Colonial Parkway killings and soon determined that Atwell was a viable suspect. When Atwell took this issue to the media, the FBI reinvigorated the investigation into the Colonial Parkway killings and soon determined that Atwell was a viable suspect. Although Atwell didn't investigate the killings while he was deputy sheriff, the case interested him. It also came to light that Atwell had something of a shady past. Before becoming a deputy in 1981, police arrested Atwell for several burglaries across Gloucester County. He had already served a long stint in prison. Not long after becoming a suspect in 2010, Atwell attempted to rob a woman in Roanoke County, Virginia, claiming to be homeless and desperate for money. In 2011, Atwell scammed some family members of the Colonial Parkway victims. Some of the family pooled money together to fund a private investigation into the murders. Atwell used the money to create a bogus raffle to help the family members. He pled guilty to obtaining money under false pretense. Atwell passed away behind bars in 2018. His involvement in any of the Parkway slangs is unclear. Throughout the investigation, one prevalent theory was that the perpetrator was either a police officer or posed as one. Given that several of the vehicles discovered in the case had their windows partially rolled down, this suggested that the victims may have complied with a stop-and-search request. Additionally, police found several of the victims' wallets left out on the dashboard. Another more outlandish theory is that a member of the U.S. military was the Colonial Parkway Killer. The theory is based on the many military bases along the Parkway route. Also, several of the crime scenes were within a few miles of Camp Peary, a training camp for new CIA recruits. However, this rumor is unsubstantiated. Speculation exists that the serial killer's first victims may have been Michael Margaret, 21, and Donna Hall, 18. A retired dentist found their bodies on August 21, 1984, next to Michael's Jeep in a wooded area near King's Crossing Apartment Complex in Richmond, Virginia. Michael and Donna received multiple stab wounds, and their throats had been slashed without any obvious motive. Brian Craig Pettinger was last seen at a Hampton dance club. His body was found in February 1987 in a marshy area of the James River in Suffolk, Virginia. Laurie Ann Powell, 18, went missing on March 8, 1988, after walking down Route 614 towards Route 17 in Gloucester County. On April 2, 1988, someone spotted her body floating in the James River. She had multiple stab wounds to her back. Despite new interest in the Colonial Parkway murders around 2010, there have been no advances in the case. According to officials, police identified around 130 suspects over the past three decades, many of whom are still under investigation. In December 2009, Norfolk's FBI Special Agent in Charge, Alex J. Turner, stated that fingerprints and trace evidence from the crime scenes would undergo testing with modern forensic science. Turner could not provide a completion date, but he did say that they were expediting the tests. A previous profiler on the case commented that the killings have obviously stopped and there are two possibilities about the murderer. They are either dead or in prison. People like this don't stop. In 2018, it was revealed that evidence from three of the Colonial Parkway crime scenes was undergoing DNA analysis. There have been no updates in the two years since this announcement. The perpetrator or perpetrators responsible for these senseless killings remains unknown. Only time will tell if the victim's family members will ever find closure. Resources for this podcast include... NPS.gov, WTKR.com, NBCnews.com, FBI.gov, DailyPress.com, and HuffingtonPost.com. Did you like this podcast? Visit HistoricMysteries.com for more articles on unexplained mysteries, true crime, cool history, and archaeology. You can follow Historic Mysteries on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.